Welcome to the 34 Sports Podcast. This is the 19th episode, and uh, today I'm doing it by myself. Uh, I was busy last week, couldn't get one up. Uh, kind of college kind of flew right at me, but we're back this week. Um, we'll start off by um, doing a half a meatball of the week. This week was fairly easy. Green Bay's coach Matt LaFleur decided to kick a field goal instead of go for seven, possibly eight. Well, it would have been six, possibly eight, to tie up the game. And then Brady got the ball back and was able to just run the clock out. So uh, I don't think that takes a whole lot to figure out who the half a meatball of the week this week is. Fairly dumb, one of the dumbest things I've ever seen. I've watched football for very long, but that was just very... That irked me. I knew as soon as he did it, it was a mistake. Rodgers wasn't happy. Um, what an idiot. I mean, analytics, he's a Mike D'Antoni in the NBA. He's uh, Mike D'Antoni in the NFL. He's going to have all. He's gonna have good regular seasons, and then he's going to blow it in the playoffs with his analytic crap that they push nowadays, uh, doing stuff like that. Um, Brady had already got two chances, and you gave him – actually, he got three chances. He had a field goal on the last one, and you gave him a fourth chance. You don't do that with Brady, you idiot. and just an idiot. That was very, very stupid. Um, just very stupid. All right, uh, that's enough of that. Let's move on to uh, my predictions for the Super Bowl. Uh, Super – uh, last weekend was fairly good. I'm recording this on a Tuesday. Uh, last weekend was uh, very fun to watch, uh, well, at least the Packers-Bucks game. Chief-Bills game, I turned it off after a half. I mean, actually, I turned it off after the first quarter. I was doing something else. But the Chiefs, the Bucks got out to that early lead, and then all they did was just make the Chiefs mad, and then the Chiefs just pound them in the ground from there. Poor Bills fans. I feel bad if you were a Bills fan and drove halfway across the country to see your team get uh, troused on national TV. Uh, just not very good. Um, Bills, I mean, I don't even feel bad for the Bills because you really could not put a fight up against the Chiefs when they play like that. That's the Chiefs team I've been looking for for half the season. They've been playing uh, lazy, in my opinion, for most of the season. last eight or nine games were only about like a touchdown difference, maybe ten points, a couple of them. Or sometimes even a few. No, I don't. It was always by one touchdown, but they finally showed up, and that's the Chiefs team that won the Super Bowl last year. We finally saw them again, and that right at the right time. I mean, look at what happened to the Seahawks and Russell Wilson at the start of the season when they started off all hot, and then uh, by the end of the season they just blew out both tires. I mean, if they were an eighteen wheeler, they would have blew out about seventeen tires by the end of the season. That was horrific. Uh, don't, I mean, originally Russell Wilson had the graphs on that MVP trophy, but the way he played was just bad. But we're not talking about Russell Wilson because he wasn't able to get to this point. Um, but Bills still put up a decent fight. They'll be back. Um, just little things like uh, Stephon Diggs watching the other team, the, a the Chiefs, get their trophies. Just standing there watching, that'll be motivation for him. I'm sure he'll have a good, he already had a good season this year, so it's just more motivation for him. Uh, but yeah, the Chiefs moved on there. Um, Packers, Bucks went a little bit differently than I thought it would. Um, I thought the Packers were honestly going to go there, and I thought it was honestly maybe their year. 
But like I said, LaFleur decided to kick a field goal when you had somewhat of a chance you were getting the ball back. Fourth quarter, like four minutes left, maybe three. Just not a very good decision. Your analytics got you nowhere. Now you're at home. Um, but the Packers, Brady gifted them two possessions with the interceptions, uh, the, both of which I think was actually Mike Evans' fault. Mike Evans played like garbage that game. I mean, you have one drop from, um, trying to think of the other re receiver. Ah, it'll come to me, but um, Mike Evans, the first one, he wasn't even looking at the ball, uh, specifically in the fourth quarter picks-wise. Brady threw three in the second half. But the first pick that Mike Evans uh, messed up from Brady, uh, Mike Evans was just too far. He wasn't even looking back at the ball, and the defender was just able to get right at that. Um, and the second one, it went right off of Mike Evans' hands, and it was it had some heat on it, but he's supposed to be that kind of guy. So, yeah, Mike Evans has got to tune it up, uh, which leads me into my Super Bowl predictions. Two weeks from now, we got a ways. Um, but Chiefs and pa Chiefs and Bucks um, at Buccaneers. Re first time that's ever happened. Congratulations to them. Um, just I I don't think anybody's stopping the Chiefs. And if the Bucks throw some picks late, that's the, I mean they're already gonna have a hard enough time if it's not over by first half. I'm I hate to say it, but if the Chiefs get rolling, it's gonna be done in the first half. But either way, the Chiefs, I think the Chiefs have so much firepower that it's just, it's going to be hard to stop them. They, if they play like they did against the Bills, there's no doubt in my mind that the Brady, despite being there 10 times, is going to stand no chance against that team. Uh, they've just got it both sides of the ball. They've got, they got Pro Bowl defenders, um, guys that can get at Brady. And on the other end, you give them the ball, they're gonna just they're gonna put up points. Uh, the Buccaneers defense, uh, they're not gonna get at um, they're not gonna get at Mahomes like they did at Rodgers. Rodgers was missing back Tiari, which is a guy they paid like 50 million to be a lineman. Unfortunately, hurt. But it's really gonna come down to I mean if they can get it but Mahomes is so shifty in the pocket like he'll run out of pocket and still drop a dime and you still can't catch him and it's just I I really just there's gonna have to be some big thing and just the Chiefs get upset or something I think the Chiefs are going on a run this one two I think they're gonna have a, a three-peat next year if I'm gonna be honest I don't see unless pieces move hard anybody touching the Chiefs they're just so built I don't know. I mean, it's kind of, it's like 15 Warriors, not 15, the 17 Warriors in the NBA, the 96 Bulls, just teams like that. I think in basketball, there's got to be NFL ones that were like that, but I just can't think of them because I haven't watched NFL too long. But I got the Chiefs on uh, two Sundays, February 4th, maybe? Let me look at the calendar. February, oh wow, it's like the 8th this year. February 7th, I have the Chiefs winning it all this year. Um, who knows, we'll get the MVP. Maybe Kelsey will have a good game, but it'll probably be Mahomes. So we'll have to see. Let's move on to a different topic. Um, 
there has been a lot of talk. There was yesterday, but it got shut down today about different QBs moving. Um, the one I'm talking about that got shut down was Aaron Rodgers, but he went on the Pat McAfee show this afternoon and said he's not leaving. So that's one less QB in there. But there is a good um, at least probably 10 to 15 QB positions that are open right now. Um, you've got, I mean, they didn't even put Matt Stafford on here. Um, I wrote down a list of all the QBs. They say that they're on the move. Um, but uh, namely, I'll just go through the list. Number one, well, not in no order, but they were listed in some sort of an order, but I don't. First off, you got Deshaun Watson, Matt Stafford, Dak Prescott, Sam Darnold, Carson Wentz, Jared Goff, Jimmy Garoppolo, Cam Newton, Teddy Bridgewater, um, Mitchell Trubisky, Jameis Winston, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Alex Smith, and Ben Roethlisberger. Um, we'll go through a few of these. Won't go through them all. Uh, just to get rid of a few straight off the bat. Dak Prescott's going to get the money in Dallas because they did nothing without him. Um, uh... I'm trying to think who else. I think Mitchell Trubisky's going to stay with the Bears. They saw enough that they're going to risk it. I don't know if it's the best decision in the long run for them, but that is what it is. Um, Ryan Fitzpatrick will stay in as a backup for uh, the Dolphins. They kind of they were kind of playing at the end of the season. I liked how they were doing, whether they'd have Fitzpatrick come in if uh, Tua was having a bad game. That's not bad for them. And Fitzpatrick knows he's got minutes there. Um, Alex Smith, uh, I know he had a great comeback, but, uh, with him being so, I mean, he came back and then he got somewhat injured again where he couldn't play. I'd like to see them get somebody more long-term there because that Washington defense is good, but the offense has not really been consistent. I mean, they've been through like four QBs, so they need to find somebody that they can just have there all the time. Um, I've heard, I'll just get into it. I've heard that, um... Ron Riviera, who was the Carolina Panthers coach when Cam Newton was there, would like to bring him back. So maybe we'll see Cam Newton go to the uh, Washington football team. That's probably one of the top destinations because Washington got in the playoffs just on defense alone. You're in that weak conference, weak uh, division, not conference, with uh, the Cowboys, the Eagles, and that. But, I mean... Washington's going to struggle to get in the playoffs, though, when if Dak Prescott is healthy, that Cowboys team has got four wide receivers. They do need to retool on defense, but that offense, they've got uh, C.D. Lamb, they've got um, Mark Cooper, even though to Zeke, Ezekiel Elliott a little bit, Zeke can run the ball for them. they got a decent offense down there. Now, uh, you got... Guys like, uh, we'll stay in that, we'll stay in the AFC East. Uh, Carson Wentz, uh, he could be on the move, but he couldn't be on the move. Who knows? That Eagles team, I would not have fired the coach. I would have left him there, but they've done what they've done, and uh, now it's a question of who's going to be the coach, and if they are going to be the coach, do they prefer to have Wentz, or do they prefer to have Jalen Hurts there? That's a big what if. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about the Eagles all around. I don't think they're, I don't think they're horrible if they have a decent QB and it seemed like Hertz was doing okay with them, but I don't think they're that great. I, I mean they, they let me put it this way: they look a little bit better than the Lions, but not much. And you know, most people who watch football in any capacity know what 
kind of level the Lions play at. Um, but that should be interesting. We'll move on to the Lions. Matt Stafford and the Lions have agreed to mutually part ways. Just kind of sad for me because I've unfortunately been dumb enough to watch the Lions for the last 10 to my whole life. I'm 20 years old, but I've really only watched sports for the last 10 uh, consistently. But uh, we had Stafford for 12 years. Couldn't really get anything done. We're kind of half rebuilding, which is what Detroit teams like to do. They like to do the little half rebuild, not actually full blow it up. So they just keep being constantly mediocre. Uh, and for the Lions, it's worse than mediocre most generally. Um, but Stafford is... Our great quarterback uh, needs to go to a team where he can get a win. Um, I've heard Indianapolis is a big, big place that he could go. Indianapolis would probably work for him. They were set up when, um, what is his name? Oh, the QB that left in. I've, but that, that team is set up with a great offensive line. They were built for Andrew Luck, they were built for Andrew Luck when he decided to retire because they had beat him up so long they finally got him a line, but it was too late because they had done it to themselves. Uh, but Matt Stafford, he's going to be good. He's, I mean, if he, if he has time to throw in a pocket, he's going to be fine because he's never had time to throw in a pocket because Detroit just constantly wanted him to get beat up like they have with other, every great star that they've had, Barry Sanders, Calvin Johnson. Uh, Stafford, I, I mean, that's the big three that I can think of. I know there's definitely more, um, but, yeah, it'll be nice there. Um, there's a few X factors that I, I just don't know what they're going to do. I do think Jameis Winston will stay with the Saints, but they could very well move for somebody else. You got a Jimmy Garoppolo out there who's decent in the right system. I don't really see him as a guy who can just do it himself he has to have the right system you've also got Jared Goff who is a fairly decent quarterback I don't know why for Atlanta that Matt Ryan is not on here I would think they'd be moving somebody to get I, I don't know maybe a Goff I don't know I don't Matt Ryan and Goff are a lot alike for me I don't know they're uh the Jets uh I don't know the Deshaun Watson situation. It's hard to tell whether he's going to get moved or not. He could very well stay in, um, stay right down there with the Texans, or he could be moved. Who knows? Um, you've also got it, it, Watson could be going to the Jets, and you've got Stam Darnold there. But more or less what we're I'm getting at right here is just there's going to be a lot of movement. Uh, it's probably going to feel a Pat McAfee today. I watched a Pat McAfee show, so I take from him. I'm not, like, direct quoting him most generally, but I do get some of my ideas from him. It's going to be almost like the NBA free agency. That's his big thing, he said. It's slowly moving that way because the players are getting more where they want to tell. They they want to control their own destiny, and that's what they've um, started to do. And it's, it's more fun for... Uh, Guys like that, uh, specifically, I'm talking about the Pat McAfee show, for him to have to have constant just upheaval, that's good for news outlets. And, um, yeah, should be interesting. But uh, who knows um, where everybody's going. I'm pretty sure Stafford's either going to Indianapolis or New England, but that's still up in the air too. So who knows at this point. All right. I'm going to move into some NBA, but before I do, I would like to take this time to just 
remember Kobe Bryant. Um, this is the date I'm recording on the Tuesday, January 26th. One year ago, he passed away. I was thrown heavily. Um, I wasn't exactly a hardcore Kobe fan. I'm not a Lakers fan by any means. I can give or take the Lakers. Um, but I won't get into that because we're talking about Kobe right now. But uh, I did respect his game. He always had a hard work ethic. I uh, just was always in the, in there. He was always wanted to be competitive. I'm still not happy that they declined the Chris Paul trade. I feel like that really ruined the end of his career. Could have been a little bit different. Who knows? Could have been big different. A big difference. I don't know. Uh, but uh, Kobe was just a great player. He was a great, great dad. Him and his daughter both gone now after that last year. But it seemed like, uh, for me, I don't know if Kobe was doing something in the world, but it seemed like right after Kobe had passed away, the whole year just went downhill from there. You had Kobe, then you had the Australian bushfires, and then now this big virus. But um, eventually things will get better, and I just always will remember Kobe. He just had such an impact. I did that tribute video, and I'm not, this is not a plug, you don't have to watch it if you don't want to, it, but I put it up on my YouTube last year, I felt like I had to do it. Um, Kobe was big, I just, uh, it's hard to put it to words, I just, it doesn't feel right that he was gone as quick as he was, he just like, I mean there's been basketball players that have died, but none, I mean... I guess it's just because it was my era, and not that I mean I'm young. I don't really have an era, but just like in my lifetime, just like that's the first one to like die. I mean, like other people may have had like some people were really big into the Beatles, so when John Lennon died, that was big for them. Elvis, but I guess for me, it's Kobe. But um, yeah, but just take today and just. It doesn't have to be mine. Just pick somebody's tribute video or highlights of him and just go watch it. Doesn't that? I mean, you watch as much as you want or as little as you want. You should just take a minute to remember what kind of a player Kobe was. He was just electric on the court. He just gave it, gave it his all. Was not there to lose. He was not no load management. He shot free throws when he had a torn ACL. I think it was ACL. Well, he had something torn in his leg. I think it was ACL, though. Kobe was just the essence of hard work and dedication and being in the gym every day, putting it together. And I can say I don't think I fully have that embodiment because I have a lazy streak of time, which is why I don't get this podcast out every week. Um, but if everybody was more like Kobe, this world would be a better place. Uh, Kobe took no flack. Kobe was there to get down to work and do what he had to uh so yeah rest in peace kobe bryant definitely gone too soon all right well one thing that kobe loved was the nba and we're gonna move on to it uh this week uh some of the big performances uh mainly last night lebron did have a very good game uh 46 points six assists eight rebounds two steals two blocks three turnovers turnovers hit it uh, there and it is what it is, but LeBron, um, really good game. I'm, I mean, matchups wise, it it was fairly easy for him. Okoro was no match for him there in Cleveland. 
Uh, he had Tory and Prince, but LeBron had his way, um, proved a point that he still is one of the top players in the league uh, at year I don't know, 17, 18, 03, 2017, year 17. Um, but LeBron just constantly just still stays relevant. Um, looking like that Lakers team is top tier right now. They are first in the West, 13 and 4, and just keep rolling. Uh, another, another guy that had a good game against Detroit. Um, Detroit said, I do have Mason Plum. They're not a horrific defender. Uh, still, though, Bam at a bow was able to take him to town. 41 points, 9 assists, 5 rebounds, 1 steal, 1 turnover. Bam. Just an electric player. I like him. That's the kind of big you want in the league now. Big that can dribble, bring the ball up the floor, play defense, and score when you need him to. He's just an all-around. Realistically, if I had to start a team with one center, like if it was just I could pick anybody, it was an expansion draft, but nobody could be saved, uh, it would either be Bam Adebayo or maybe like a guy like Jokic. It would depend on whether what I had other pieces around because if uh, he didn't have as much playmaking, Jokic would be the man. But if I just wanted a defensive dog that can do everything, Bam Adebayo is definitely one of the top centers for that. And... Um, yeah, just good game against Detroit. Dame, I'm not sure. Against the Knicks. Third, no. Yeah, it was against the Knicks. 39 points, 8 assists, 5 rebounds, 1 steal, and 3 turnovers. Dame, unfortunately, is isolated uh, by himself with no CJ or no Nurkic, so it's going to be a struggle for Portland. But Dame, if anybody can do it, it's Damian Lillard. He's done it in the past. Um, but it is going to be a struggle for him. Um good game though I mean Dame is a top tier player it's a shame Portland just can never completely get it together they've got a better team this year but again injury bug but yeah those are three big games this week other guys have big games but I don't have them written down now I'm going to go through the standings and give my thoughts on some teams that are kind of on the ins and outs and what I think about where the standings currently sit I'm going to list them out I'll start with the east and just stick to the east and then I'll move to the west East 76ers at one at 12 and five, Pacers at two nine and six record, uh, three Bucks nine and six, four Celtics eight and six, five Nets ten and eight, six Cavs eight and seven, seven Hawks eight and seven, eight Knicks eight and nine. I think that's the first time the Knicks have been in playoff contention in like five years, so that's a plus for them. Uh, nine bucks, seven and nine, and Bulls seven and nine, ten Magic seven and nine, eleven Raptors six and nine, twelve Heat six and nine, thirteen Hornets six and nine, fourteen Wizards three and eight, and my Pistons at fifteen, three and thirteen. Many people, the tone I took there, many people may think I'm unhappy with that record, but I'm actually happy because Cade Cunningham looks like a really good prospect coming out of Oklahoma State, so I'm fine with them being bottom tier material. All right, let's start. I don't, I don't mind the first few. Good for the Pacers really picking it up this year, even though they don't have uh, Oladipo anymore. They still have a good squad, and they've been playing with Oladipo without Oladipo for year for a couple of years now, so that's good for them. Um, it's good that Levert actually got traded because we just found out, uh, hopefully a quick recovery for him, but he did have kidney cancer. That, uh, little abscess that they found on the, on the outside of his kidney was actually cancerous. So they were able to remove that. And, uh, 
when he comes, he he should be back eventually. Well, he will be back eventually. There's no shit. He's going to recover. Um, and he should be a good piece for them. But it's really good for him that he got traded because if he didn't, it would have been another uh, six-plus months before they looked at it and uh, could have been really bad for him. Um, three is the Bucks, nine is... I'm not going to repeat the record, but Bucks, Celtics. That's a 10-8. and eight. I mean, they've been playing kind of iffy sometimes. They lost back-to-back to Cleveland. But that Nets team is sitting at five, and they're big chilling. Uh, they should be able to pick it back up and get it going. Uh, if they don't, there's no excuse. They have three, uh, I mean, two MVPs and one borderline MVP when he wants to play. Um, and that should be um, good for them. They do, I have seen some pieces being moved. I know Kevin Love is up in the air. Could go to the Nets, could go to Lakers, Clippers, um Heat, who knows? Um, I don't know. Lakers. Uh, I think the the uh, Nets got that extent that uh, injured player exception for Spencer Dinwiddie, so they got about fourteen million they could throw at him plus. Um, and uh, the Lakers only really have a veteran minimum, so it'll depend on what he wants to do. I know last time he played with LeBron, he didn't fit the best, so I've seen a lot of Lakers fans talking about it today, but, I mean, there's a lot of overlap between Lakers and LeBron fans as of late, so I don't know why the LeBron fans don't remember that he was kind of an iffy fit with LeBron. Uh, I'm going to be honest here. I think LeBron kind of ruined, I mean, Kevin Love got the ring, but, the way Kevin Love used to play, I think, was a much better player than what he is currently. So uh, we'll have to see if he can bounce back, depending on what team he gets on, see if he can bring back. Because Minnesota Kevin Love was sometimes a 40-point, 20-rebound a game guy, and then he went and just became a spot-up shooter. I know some people may say the spot-up shooter was good, but I, I myself like a decent big man, and the guy going from 40, 40 points and 20 rebounds down to... Uh, 20, 20, 20 or 22 points. I'm sorry for stuttering there, but I'm trying to think. But his stats were just kind of off. I don't know. Maybe he's not the same player he was, but um, still be a good piece for somewhere. Uh, Cavs are... I don't expect the Cavs to hold hard. I really don't. I'm sorry for Cleveland fans, but you, you've had... Um, some moments in the sun. I know it feels to be in Detroit where they have little spurts of uh, relevance and then be down in the dumps. But um, Cavs are looking up. I just don't really think it's this year. And I'll talk in a minute. Teams that I see coming up. Hawks have looked mediocre at times, but I don't. I don't know. Hawks have got more um, more um, talent um, wise on the roster than the Cavs do. So I expect the Hawks to hold. Knicks, I have no, I do not expect the Knicks to make the playoffs. I expect two teams that are sitting down in the lower seats. I'll just skip to them because Bulls magic. I mean, they're not, they're kind of iffy. We'll see how everything flows out. But the Raptors have won four of the last five. Siakam's looking better. They're looking okay. They're getting better. And uh, I don't, I, they should pull for K-Love if I'm going to be honest because they need a better center and that could work for them. But we We'll see what happens. Um, they have one for their last five starting to look up. OG Ananobi had 30 the other night. So the Raptors, I think, are going to move into there and knock either Cleveland or the Knicks out, maybe even the Hawks for a little bit. But I think Hawks can move back in. 
uh, whereas the other teams could not. Uh, Heat uh, need to get Jimmy Butler back ASAP. They need to get him healthy, and then they need to be in playoff contention because if Jimmy's healthy, they can make a run in the playoffs, but if Jimmy's not healthy, they're not going to do too well in the playoffs, as they are doing right now at 6-9. and nine. Um, I mean, even... <laughs> I don't see the Hornets making a push either, even though they are the same record as the Raptors and the Heat. Um, but, yeah, be in, it should be interesting. There's still a lot of movement. Uh, there's been some games not... The games are kind of off because people... They've had to postpone some. I don't know what they're going to do with the postponements. But um, we'll have to see. They also... They haven't written the schedule for the next part of the season, so I don't know. Uh, what we've got entailed for that, especially with all the postponements. Um, but yeah, East, uh, we'll flip to the West here. Lakers, uh, top dogs, 13 and 4. Jazz, 12 and 4. Clippers, 12 and 4. Trailblazers, 8 and 6. Nuggets, 9 and 7. Yeah, 9 and 7. Uh, Grizzlies, 7 and 6. Suns, 8 and 7. Mavs, 8 and 8. Warriors eight and eight, Spurs eight and eight, Thunder six and eight, Rockets six and nine, Kings six and ten, Pelicans five and ten, and the Timberwolves are four and eleven. Now, uh, I'm gonna start actually with the Timberwolves here. What a lot of people and I didn't even know until a couple weeks ago, is that outside of the top three, because of the Wiggins trade, Wiggins D'Angelo trade. To get D'Angelo Russell, they traded Andrew Wiggins and their first-round pick next year, top three protected. What that top three protected means is that if the Timberwolves suck as they're doing so, and they don't suck enough to be a top three pick, which it's kind of screwy now with the odds because they got tired of tanking, Philly killed that, but um, if they are out of the top three, their pick goes to Golden State. So Golden State, already borderline playoffs, nine, same record as the Mavs, who are an eight, will have another shot at a maybe four or five. Uh, who knows? Probably won't go any lower than ten, I wouldn't think. Uh, they'll have another decent top-tier pick next year, unless it goes top three. And, I mean, if Minnesota sucks like this, it very well could go top three. So uh, we'll have to see what they've got in them. Um, but, yeah, the Timberwolves at 15 is not good for the franchise if they don't get a top three pick because that means they sucked for basically no reason. They just suck to suck because they suck, which has been Minnesota's thing for years now. They just can't ever seem to get it around. Um, at 14, Pelicans are really surprised. I mean, they've let me down hard. I thought they were going to be borderline. Uh, right in the fight uh, with these guys right now that are 500, like the Warriors, Spurs, Mavs, Suns, Grizzlies, guys like that. But they are at bottom tier. Maybe we'll Siam, another good player, I guess, is the only thing with this. But uh, today, Trade Talks came out with um, Alonzo and J.J. Redick possibly being moved for Kelly Oubre from the looks of it. Because I'm just putting that together myself because of rumors that the Warriors are looking to shop Oubre uh, to the Pelicans. That's been a rumor. And then now the Pelicans have came out. I think this is actually even before the Oubre thing with Lonzo and Redick, which I think the salaries match up pretty even. So that would be interesting. I don't know how they would both fit. I can see Redick fitting in Golden State, but I don't know how Lonzo's fit is exactly. Maybe Steve Kerr's cooking up something there. Or maybe it's just for set, for uh, to even out the the 
money on the cap when they trade them to get even money because they have to to balance the trade? I don't know. But all I know is Lonzo has had a fairly mediocre season. He has not picked it up at all. They were talking about him being in the most improved uh, player of the year uh, talk, but I've seen none of that, and I, from his stats, I do not see it. So, um, yeah, it could be interesting. I mean, he's a good defender, um, a good playmaker, but his offense is too weak. I don't know where Lonzo fits in with Golden State. Um, but the Pels need something. I thought, I did think that they needed more scoring, so Ubre would pack a uh, punch there. He just, with Golden State, they want him to shoot too much. Uh, even in, I mean, if he wasn't there for a while there, they would be fourth and three-pointers if they didn't have Ubre. So um, they need to uh, ship him out, and this could be a decent trade for them, getting Redick out there, another shooter. Need a decent six-man. They've had inconsistencies with bench scoring, and Redick can get you some scoring off the bench, so that'll be good. I'm going to skip through some of the Rockets. Um, going to be awfully hard for them to make a push in the West. Um, just not. I mean, you got Wall and Oladipo, and you've got Wood and uh, Boogie Cousins. Decent squad if they're all healthy. Um, just too many good teams in the West. Um, I mean, Spurs and Warriors, both 9 and 10 right now. I definitely see the Warriors making it. And I mean, one that surprised me, and they've had some postponed games, too, that have helped them. Uh, whether I don't know whether they would have dropped if they didn't. But Memphis is at 6 right now. I did not expect the Grizzlies to be this high. I really didn't. Um, Memphis uh, didn't have Ja for a little bit there uh, for about four or five weeks there, actually. And they don't have Jaron Jackson Jr. and they're still being the sixth seed right now. It's heavily surprising to me. Um, we'll have to see how that goes. I don't know when Jaron Jackson Jr. comes back. Let me Google it real quick. Um... Jaron Jackson Jr. We got time to return not that far. So that was 10 days ago. Um, let's look at this article. I'll read it. I know this is a little bit off topic, but this does mean a lot. Said that his return is not that far. Jaron Jackson. Is the next three games postponed for the Grizzlies? I don't. Grizzlies are kind of iffy. Um, remains out Wednesday. Uh, once Jackson does return, somebody's okay. Not a whole lot there. Thank you, CBS Sports, for that. It was very vague. Nice clickbait title. Um. I'm not looking at an, uh, okay, there is just a bunch of crap, uh, I guess that's how the internet is anyway, just a bunch of crap, but, um, I don't know when his times table is, but it's got to be fairly quick, um, uh, probably another two weeks, I would say, maybe three, that's just off the top of my head, because we just went, I just looked on the internet and can't get anything good anyway, I might as well just make up a time. But the Grizzlies, they were 8th seed, probably would have been an 8th seed lock in the normal season last year, and it got postponed. But 
Um, yeah, they're better than I thought they were, and I guess that's why you play the game, is to, so we know where everybody is, truly. Um, Suns have fell off. Um, just have had a whole, and they've just had a lot of hard matchups in the last few weeks. They're they're getting it together. They've had a big big guy step up like Macau Bridges, um, and just be big for them. He's had a couple thirty point games, which is highly unexpected. I didn't think he was that kind of player, um, but he just keeps um, getting better. You got Jay Crowder there. You got Chris Paul, Aiton's doing well. And uh, D-Book is unfortunately, I don't know if he's hurt long-term, but he didn't go out of their last game against, um, not sure who it was against, but he was out for the last part of the game, and they ended up losing. So it's just a little stuff that's caused them to lose. Um, and the, the Suns should be in it for the whole year. I expect the Suns' drought to end because they've got Chris Paul for one thing, and what he did with OKC last year should show you enough that this team will make the playoffs. Um... Skip Nuggets are doing okay. They finally got in the playoffs. Good for them. Um, Trailblazers, um, eight and six. Um, by losing CJ and Nurkic, I expect the Trailblazers to fall. I don't know how far they will fall, but I don't think they're going to be any higher than seven by the time CJ returns, which is two months. I don't expect them to heavily excel without Nurkic or CJ out. They already had struggles with Nurkic out in the past. And to lose Dame's sidekick and CJ, it's going to hurt. Um, I don't know how the Trailblazers do. We'll come back to this in a couple weeks um, and see where they're at. Um, the Jazz have heavily surprised me this season. Let me see if I can find... Where did I slip that paper? Here we go. Where did I have the Jazz start of the season? Um, I had them at nine. I was, oh my gosh, I hate looking at this list. Uh, wow, okay. This is why you write it down so you can remember how stupid you were at the start of the season. Um, wow. Who did I? Oh, okay. All right, uh, but... Yeah, I had the Jazz at 9 at the start of the season, and they're at 2. Uh, one thing that's helping the Jazz is they've been together for a, for a long time. That team hasn't seen a lot of movement. They even brought back Derek Favors, who left for um, New Orleans for a year. So uh, they just got they got better. They got uh, guys to play minutes where Favors have been there. He wouldn't, they wouldn't have played minutes. You got guys used to each other. Favors now coming off the bench, I think. So you've got uh, just a decent squad there, good defensively, because you got Conley and you got Gobert. Gobert's been playing above what I thought he would play. Still not worth that contract by any means, but I guess for them it it's okay. It's okay. It's not great that they gave him that contract. Um, and you got Mitchell. Mitchell's like a D Wade. He's just a um, fairly good all-around player. Um, probably going to be a Hall of Famer if the right things come into play. Um, and Utah is just very good um, right now. Will it last? I don't know. Uh, but that team has constantly been in the playoffs. So they'll probably be in, they'll be in the playoffs. But uh, I don't know how long they can keep this hot streak up. 
But, yeah, that's uh, how I feel about the standings. I didn't talk about teams that I felt like would just be rhetoric to talk about Lakers. They look good. They've just been constantly winning. Been uh, increasing the margin a little bit more, which is what held me back from when I made my original power rankings, um, putting them at one. But they're definitely top team right now. Um, you got the Sixers. Sixers look good. Um, twelve. Uh, they look better with Embiid out there. Embiid is the key to that team. I think you can move Simmons. I see that now. Um, but I still think they work well with Simmons and Embiid out there. Clippers look decent. PG's playing better. He's playing like he's worth the contract. Um, and Bucks consistent. Uh, Celtics look fairly good. Uh, just all around. Just those teams look decent. Um, but yeah, I'm going to move on to uh, the Detroit talk right now. Uh, Detroit, let's just talk about the Lions. I'll get back to the Pistons in a second. But they hired uh, Coach Dan Campbell. Well, now Coach Dan Campbell. And his press conference was quite unusual. He talked about biting somebody's kneecaps off. But, I mean, that's going to get you talks. But um, that's going to get you talked about on the media. But I don't. I mean, I'm just happy to see somebody who actually seems to care about the team. I think he played for Detroit at one point. And I'm just happy to see somebody who cares about the team, wants to take them farther. Because we, we all know Detroit's been uh, the laughing stock for, I mean, better part of 50 years at this point. Uh, just constantly, no playoff wins. Um, I don't know. It's it's a struggle to be a Lions fan. I, well, I guess I kind of fell into that just because everybody around here I mean I'm from around here I try to root for the locals local professional teams but it's hard to be a Lions fan hopefully he can turn it around seems to have that energy um, now let's talk about the Pistons um, I'm liking where the Pistons are at my favorite game that I saw this week was the one where Blake and D Rose sat and they let the young guys play Sekou had 10 points I think we even beat no we lost by four points to philly and then blake played the next game against philly but uh we lost by four points but we had multiple guys in double figures all the young guys got their minutes it looked good i really wish they would trade blake and d rose and i wish Dwayne casey would pull his head out of somewhere and figure out that you're the guy that controls the minutes and stop saying we need to find minutes for this guy when you're the guy that does rotation will you just shut up and do your job I, I'm getting really, really tired of freaking Dwayne Casey. He's getting on my nerves so much. No, I probably I just hit a trigger point. I know I did right there. I'm, it triggers myself. I, I just he's not as bad as Stan Van Gundy, but he's slowly, slowly getting on my nerves. At edge by edge, I assume uh, that as the season goes on, you'll be able to see where my anger is as the, from each podcast as my anger grows towards Dwayne Casey I just he, you're gonna suck this season just deal with it suck it up you got you're getting paid money they're not gonna fire you unless you act like a stupid idiot like you are right now for a long period of time and just shut up and eventually if you hold strong in three or four years you'll have a competitive roster but the time is not now you stupid idiot it is we're tanking, and we don't even have to try. That's how stupid he is. We don't even have to try to tank because we just generally suck. We've. It's not like we've done like, um, what's team like Philly did, where they traded off good players. 
We didn't have any good players to trade off because we just sucked. We trade off Canard. That didn't help us at all. I mean, we we sucked anyway. What I mean, Drummond was just a reset. I mean, that's the closest thing you could say we traded off our best player to suck, but we still have Wood at that point. We were somewhat competitive. I went and watched the Pelicans game and went to OT. But we have the ability to tank without without excessively showing it like Philly did. Just shut up and deal with it, you stupid idiot. I, Casey is so stupid sometimes. I mean, you're not in Toronto anymore, man. Just deal with a couple of years of sucking. You'll get there eventually. Um, well, that's going to be it. Um, that's enough rant. I, I could go on for a while about Casey. I don't dislike the man yet, but he's starting to really get on my nerves. Um, yeah, but uh, thank you guys for watching. Um, I think I'm going to throw it back today to an old outro I used to do. Uh, before I do that, though, if you're on the YouTube, please like, comment, subscribe. If you're on the podcast, the apps, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Um, but I'm going to throw it back to my old YouTube outro uh, just for today. I'm going to end it with a mamba out. Uh, thank you for watching.